Welcome to Talking Wow. This is a podcast where we talk about World of Warcraft, believe it or not. Uh, in this episode, we are going to be discussing returning to the Forbidden Reach because in patch 10.0.7, we went back to the Forbidden Reach. That is basically what happened. And I am here with my co-host, Marty to do just that yay that is me and i'm actually here as a direct here so i guess that i'm the one who is returning here you are a uh, uh, you know a uh, void elf so i guess this is the first time you are here you're not returning just want to point that out i'm, I'm not returning no this is my first time here <laughs> i i never was in the forbidden reach and uh, now i'm here for the first time so i do need a guide and luckily you are logged on to your Drakfir character to uh, show me the the best places to catch air, I suppose. We have returned to the Forbidden Reach, Marty, and yeah. you, for this expansion, you rolled a Drakfir, you ditched all your other characters, and you said, fuck it, I am being a dragon. I don't care about anything else. I want to be a Drakfir. So you've had that experience of going through the leveling process, which took place, or the, the initial introduction quests mm. for the Drakfir, which took place on this very location in the Forbidden Reach. You now have that perspective of coming back here. So how does that make you feel? I mean, first of all, um, it was not easy to ditch all my other... Uh, it was very easy, sorry. It was very easy to ditch all my other characters because one of the one things that I've always wanted in World of Warcraft was to be playing a freaking dragon i mean how how cool is that so um so it was a very easy decision for me to 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 switch to a, a direct track fear uh, they have a healing spec so i'm good i'm good that's what i do i play healers so um so yeah but i did level up here i did level uh, uh through the initial storyline and uh, now i'm back back to uh, where it all started or restarted in a way, it's a very traumatic place for the Drakfir, as we know that they have all been kept in stasis for thousands of years by Deathwing, mm -hmm. and then suddenly they're released back into the world. They come out, and everything's changed, of course. It tends to happen every thousand years. <laughs> and you, you now have this conflicting story where some Drakfir are aligning with the dragon aspects and some of them are still completely military mobilized that they are serving Deathwing and it's like, hey, Deathwing's gone. He's not here anymore, but there's there there is some new power, new threat these uh these Drakfir are aligning aligning with. And it is a very interesting place to come back to and i guess especially as a drakfir where you've played through those that intro quest which i've done so as well and i don't want to touch on it too much but i did really not consume all the the drakfir hype like i thought i was gonna try out a drakfir and be totally sold on it much mm -hmm. like when death knights come out and i made that my main i just didn't connect hmm. playing the drakfir but i really like the story of like where the drakfir you know, they, they've come out of stasis and they are emerging now in Azeroth. But I didn't connect to it as a as actually playing a Drakfir. Mm. And I know there are so many people out there that are absolutely in love, you included, with with the Drakfir that you've made them your main. And I, I'm sitting here like, nope, I 
I just I mean, didn't get it. I, I mean, just didn't get it. That is perfectly fine because imagine if everyone was playing Drakthir, we would have not have any tanks around, you know. So <laughs> exactly, I'm, I'm doing my my good deed for for Azeroth and, 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 and tanking on your hunter, like everyone every hunter should do, right? Exactly, yeah, and and rolling need on everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So absolutely no. I think that sure, uh, I, I do find it an interesting story. I mean, I, Deathring has always been one of my favorite characters as well. So you know, this being a First of all, a dragon expansion. Whew, that's amazing in itself. Uh, but then also going back to re- revisit some of these characters um, that has been in the game, like Deathwing, it, it's amazing. But I have to say that the, the, just the way healing works for a Drakthir is also one of the big reasons why I decided to make this for me, because it is really, really good fun. You can also die horribly because you have like some of your healing abilities takes you to, you know, you fly to a, a, a friend and heal them. And if an AOE effects happen, that is like one shot at the same time in the area you're flying through, then boom, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, with, with, with new classes come uh, new responsibilities and new challenges to, to overcome as they introduce those new mechanics. Returning to the Forbidden Reach as a, as a Drakfear, we're talking about that. But also, I don't know why I keep saying returning to the Fiddler Reach, but as an introduction for characters that who haven't been here before. So, you know, like my boy Alf, it is a great place to make that connection with the Drakfear even more. And I think that's something that we haven't really seen too much in the past, where you're introducing a new a new class and you have that area where where you initiate some quests and then because of phasing and everything how that works now we can collectively come back here later mm. on when the story's progressed and that actually feels like well that makes sense because this is where the drag fear were so we're not going to just leave there and ignore it like obviously we have to come back there yeah i think it, it is very cool that they, they are reusing uh, uh you know content that only you know would be would have normally been used in like a uh, like an introduction introduction quest and maybe not everyone has you know are, are interested in actually playing through the, the starting quest as a drag theater so you know they made this huge land and nobody would have experienced it so i think it's cool uh that they they actually gone back to it because remember just you know with, with uh demon hunters you know that that starting area you, you i don't think you ever got back to that so so it was like content specifically made for this very niche niche thing and then it would never be used again where i think this is really cool you come back we actually spend quite some time here and and doing things on on the forbidden reach so it's not you know it's not wasted it's not and with that we are introduced to a storyline and we've also got a few other things floating around the forbidden reach as well which is keeping us entertained until the uh, the next patch. This is sort of a middling patch, I suppose they call it. And with that, we have the Zakara vaults and we have some rare hunting as well, which is allowing people to, I guess, get geared up if they hmm. still aren't, or I think the main point of this island, it's, it's acting almost like a timeless isle. I don't know if you remember that back in mists of pandera where that was a a really good place to go and be like hey i need to gear up my alts and the fact is that this is happening very early in an expansion whereas i believe the timeless isle was more towards the end of the expansion cycle 
but we know Warcraft is very much a game now where catch-up mechanics are <laughs> very much a focus and not much time goes past before you get that catch-up mechanic where in fact you start thinking should I even bother doing the thing <laughs> or do I just wait for the catch-up mechanic right Marty I mean to be fair um if you want to play a game you want to play it then you, you'll do it when thing, things are new so obviously um, I, I don't want to sit and wait for the catch-up mechanic not on my main at least because you know I do other stuff as well but I do think that it sort of has a sort of feel of you know end expansion where you know everything is getting a little bit more you know accessible to you and i have to admit that that end expansion feel is amazing uh, and it's one that i am always sort of looking forward to because you can catch up your alts you can you know uh, do all the things that you you know uh, haven't had the time to do and things like that and this middle patch i hope it's something that they want to do more often because it's it, it Cap it captures that feeling a little bit where where I'm like, you know what? I might actually want to switch mains for the next patch. Um, I can get in here. I can I can, you know, do do a week or two of, of things here, uh, and then I am actually sort of caught up um, and can you know go straight in with my guild and and raid in the next patch. So I think that it works pretty well. I do think that there's a few flaws around here as well uh, with some of the content here, but. Overall, I think this has worked really, really well. I, I, I have, you know, a freshly dinged alt that I'm considering to switch to maybe for, for, for the next patch. And within the first week of it being max level, I was, you know, ready to jump in and do a Mythic Plus together with the rest of the guild because I got, you know, sort of caught up. So overall, really, really enjoying it so far. Yeah, and I'm sure we will go into great depths on aspects like that which is overall making the dragonflight expansion a lot more accessible to players whichever piece of content or whatever they are into so one of those catch-up mechanics is the onyx amulet or annulet i don't know if, i don't know what the difference is there between my amulets and annulets and am amulet is for the neck right and annulet is, is for the finger maybe i don't know i'm just guessing I'm guessing. So. You are a resident dungeon master for many D&D campaigns. I am going to say that you are correct. Yeah, an amulet is a ring and an amulet is a necklace. So. I've been doing it wrong. I've been wearing my amulet around <laughs> my neck. There you go. Maybe that's why you have those, you know, air problems that you have. Um... Yeah, that's, that's why my eye level is shitty. I'm just, <laughs> I don't have it equipped in the right place. But th this was one of the catch-up mechanics introduced in this patch 10.0.7 love mm -hmm. that name two things for me i liked it and i didn't like it uh, one i liked it because it seemed to come out and nobody seemed to have a fucking clue <laughs> how it worked which sometimes that's nice because we live in an, a world where everything's data mined and everyone's worked everything out by the time it's released that actually this came out and people were like oh well there's all these uh, stone gems and i've got this uh, annulet and actually, how do I get these gems? And how do I find out which are the best gems? And actually, how do I insert these gems? And apparently I can upgrade this thing. And, and no one actually really knew how to do that. I mean, obviously somebody knew, but mm. it seemed to be like it wasn't really explained in the game, I think is the point that I'm getting to, that yeah. you receive this item through doing some quests and you get these stone gems, partly through doing the uh, Zakira vaults and also you gain a a means to disenchant 
jams as well to gain currency to buy different types of jams slightly very diablo-ish in, mm. in a way there overall it was worked out very very quickly that oh these are the best gems for your class and your spec go get them and you yeah. you get the currency very quickly to find all the gems and hey guess what else we're gonna do we're gonna make it that jewel crafters can upgrade this ring for mm -hmm. you or upgrade the gems in the ring for you and let, let's give jewel crafters more fucking money because those poor bastards they have not had a break that the new expansion come and jewel crafters are not making a penny right so let's throw jewel crafters a bone let's get jewel crafters some gold you know about the jewel crafting neck right that everybody wants and it's best in slot for everyone that you know they are making have made bank on marty marty missed my sarcasm there <laughs> But yeah, jewel, jewel crafters, Dragonflight is not about Drakfear. It's about jewel crafters getting richer <laughs> and uh, making us all poor. Yeah, this this came in, Marty, and I know you had a bit of frustration with it. I, I distinctly remember you uh, having a few issues getting your gems, and suddenly you were you had gone to to go get something upgraded, or you'd you'd come back to the Forbidden Reach and you'd forgot a bunch of items, and you were like, "I've used my fucking teleport. I have to fly all the way back to the capital city." I, I did. I think it was just you know it, it was all new in the beginning, and I've, I've, I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to stay away from you know being spoiled, and this was definitely you know a case of that where I did. I went into this just you no know, no information whatsoever, and I don't know. Maybe I missed the quest uh, that actually explained all this, or or maybe it just wasn't as I don't know. I I just didn't fully understand you know what. First of all, why would I return and do these vaults um, and and stuff like that? I, I couldn't really figure figure it out once I actually had you know the, the the ring, and then I realized that oh, it has different gemstones that you need to put in. And I think one of the things that I really uh, dislike about this type, of, I mean, it's pro that's probably people who who really love figuring this stuff out. It, out. It's not something I enjoy though because it's so difficult to see what is good and what is not good among all these gemstones. Um, what should I aim for? What should I not aim for? Because, you know, it's, it's difficult to, to see through, um, yeah. to understand. When you, see, when you see something that has stats, you know, 150 more uh, intellect, that's a clear up upgrade, you know, you, that's easy to, to figure out. But something where it's like, sometimes you do a little bit of extra damage here if you use this gemstone and other times, and when you use this one, you do a little bit more of, you know, some, some other type of damage that's difficult to, to, to figure out. And just me personally, it's not something I like. I like to be able to see clearly what, what I should go for or at least have an idea of if it's, you know. Well, here, here's the thing, Marty, and let me, let me blow your mind. There's these things called target dummies, and you're supposed to go to them. They're usually in a city, and you're supposed to spam all your spells in a rotation. Okay. And you're supposed to keep a spreadsheet, and you're supposed to work all that out. And then, and then you, and then you fly back to the this aisle, and then you, uh, you need to use these vendors uh, here to to unequip your gems and put in some new gems. Then fly back because you already used your hearthstone and your teleport, uh, and do the same thing uh, to take out the target dummies. Then go back again, and you know. Yeah, f sounds like fun. What can I say? If you're not willing to put the work in, you don't deserve to do the top DPS or the top healing. So you mentioned the vaults there, and you, being a Drakfear, these vaults were made for you. Let's just say that. Yes. You you entered the uh, the vaults, and there's, there's many doors in these vaults, and you get keys for these vaults. 
some through doing a quest and mainly I think the best way to get keys, correct me if I'm wrong because maybe I am and that's why I don't have that many of them, is killing rares hmm. throughout the Forbidden Reach that sometimes very infrequently <laughs> seem to drop keys for this yeah. these vaults that spawn every week and you get a different one each week and I think the vaults have upwards of 25 different doors and through these doors once you unlock them sometimes there's little piles of gold or sometimes there's little potions little things you can pick up basically you're filling your bags up with crap lots of crap <laughs> that doesn't go in the currency tab oh god yeah and you're like, what is all this stuff for? Why do I need to collect 15 paper clips and combine them with a dragon egg? There's just lots of weird little stuff like that. And I don't know if that's good or not. I'm still working that out. All I know is it's taking up my bag. And I, collect, I get a little bit stressed out when there's all this stuff in my bag and I'm not really sure what it's doing. I think that's a main issue with, with just this expansion, that you have so much freaking crap in your bag because you have all the... Uh, rep tokens. You have all. You have. You have so many different currencies. Clams, Marty. Clams, clams exactly. Twenty percent of my bag is clams. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many fluorescent fluid. I'm not really sure what to do with. And it's it, yeah, it's crazy uh, the amount of, of clutter that you have in your bags these days. Um, but one thing that you did forget that is that actually is a currency is the uh, elemental overflow because you said you don't have a lot of keys well collect all that elemental overflow by doing yeah rares drops it uh, every type of mob on this island seems to drop it uh, the daily quests there or weekly quests and and, and all, all that stuff everything gives elemental overflow and then you go to the vendor in the base where you can for 2000 overflow you can buy a bag that might contain a key or a catch-up gear or even more elemental overflow so listen to this you can actually get out buy a bag and be very unlucky and the bag will contain like one overflow but it could also get a bag that has three thousand overflow so you can actually you know exchange two thousand into three thousand if you want to and if you're very lucky then you get more and more overflow which increases the chance of you actually getting keys all right there, Mr. Vegas. Uh, we, we know the house always wins. So <laughs> I, I, I am led to believe that is a, a reliable way to get more keys. So not just uh, farming the rares, which... Uh, how have you been getting on with the rare hunting, by the way? Because sometimes I just... I, I really enjoy flying around the Forbidden Reach. Like, obviously, like the Dragon Isles, was designed for flying on a dragon that goes really fast. And there's lots of little nooks and crannies you can fly through. Little... Mm under bridges and through caves and things like that i generally just enjoy flying around killing a few rares when i'm waiting for things to happen or something mm. to pop but some of these rares are very interestingly placed it is a battle of the mind seeing where the <laughs> rare is on the map and then trying to remember is it above ground is it below ground or is it underwater <laughs> <laughs> i mean to be fair it's something that, and I think every time they have these types of islands with rares and stuff like that, in the beginning, you are like, how the hell do I get to this rare? And it is something that you just, you know, you, you learn uh, over time. Um, but yeah, it definitely is interesting. Nowadays, I do have an, uh, an add-on that actually shows me when a rare shows up that then there is a line to this is where the entrance is <laughs> oh my so, goodness um, oh that's just awful i i see i i don't think we should have add-ons like i think we should all suffer together we that panic when you see a rare pop 
and you're like actually at where the icon is on your map, but you don't see the rare. Like, I think we all should have that panic where we're like, where is it? Where is it? <laughs> I think the worst bit is when you're on your dragon and you, you maybe you're also flying around and you've been mining or something like that. Uh, so the thing is, what happens to me a lot is when I'm mining, then I'm flying up. So I'm using energy to fly up and then there's a new mining node. I land, I mine it, I fly again. And so uh, what can happen quite quickly is that you are out of, you know, you cannot vigor. Yeah, vigor. You're out of vigor. So you cannot do any of your abilities. And then a rare pops. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm grounded currently. And there's a rare popping on the other end of the map. And I need to get over there as quickly as possible. <laughs> uh, and, and how many times, how many times have you got to a rare and you're just about to get a hit on it and it dies? How many times? We need a name for that because I feel like it happens so much. Is this where you say it's never happened to you? I mean, it has, it has, it has happened. I was just trying to come up with a name, but I can't, not on the spot like that. Um, but yeah, no, definitely happened um, uh, more times that, that I'd care to admit. I'm calling it rare rage-itis. It just, <laughs> because I've seen other people affected by this. See, I, I do a nice thing, right? I, I get to the mob and I attack it a few times. Then I just auto-attack it because I'm like, you know what? I don't want to try hard on this. I'm going to let people get here and kill it and it'll just die. It doesn't It doesn't need me to be doing max DPS like I would do on a target dummy when I'm trying to work out my best spec or what gems to pick for my Onyx amulet. I have to say one thing though, and that is when you're done, when you've killed the rare and everybody leaves on their dragons at the same time, it looks amazing when all the dragons are just, you know, in taking off at the same time in one big group and stuff like that. Yeah. That, that, that does look kind of amazing. That, that, that is that is really nice. Uh, but what I was going to say was that I've had situations where I'm just doing that. I'm just auto-attacking. I'm not try-harding on this. And the mob dies. And then you do see those couple of people wishing it at the end. And some people just gone like, you fuckers. Like, like, it was, like it was our fault. We're just killing rares. You know, <laughs> you, you've got to make peace that you might not get a touch on the rare yeah. and you might not get that loot. But luckily, the rares are popping around all the time. I don't know. I usually position myself in the middle of the aisle and just sometimes I just wait there and it's, it's a good place to, to get around. But they're, they're popping very regularly. But sometimes you go through that period where suddenly nothing's nothing's mm. available I, I i've been enjoying just doing a little bit of rare hunting and i've basically got all the gear that i need to and now i'm sending it off to alts to yeah. maybe just transfer into an actual item and then just sell it for gold or but it, it, it seems to work very well and i know for someone like yourself who has a lot of alts that this is a really nice way to get geared up for the first major patch that's coming out it, it, it's it's long past the days now where we aren't in a situation of gearing up for an expansion and there is there is no catch-up mechanic i think we live in a world where people just don't have that those patience anymore and if you want that maybe you have to go back and play some classical warcraft as, as someone that doesn't play many alts it doesn't really bother me that the people are able to do that and you you want people to be able to get into the content now as as quickly as possible that's just how the game is one thing that I quickly just want to, to talk about as well before, because we, we are slowly running out of, of time here. Um, but one thing that I, that I did find very annoying about this patch, and it's something that Blizzard has done before, um, is that you have an event 
in this case the vault that you needed to go into and you need to get the currency somewhere to go do something in this case i don't find the vault that's super fun or interesting to do anyway so it's so it's really annoying to have to go outside and you know farm some kind of currency to actually be able to open these doors i don't know what the better system would be so i, I sadly don't have you know the solution to this but i do know that in the end of BFA, they did the exact same thing where they had an actually fun system where you go into these uh, alternative, you know, like timeline sort of thing. Um, and it's basically like a timed uh, small instance that you, you solo. I think you could probably do it with a group as well, but I, I usually went in and did it solo. Uh, and you can add modifiers to it so it got more uh, difficulty, was raised and stuff like that. And it was so much fun to do, but you had to go do you know grind that currency to get into it which just you know made it so much unfun to do and i th- i feel like it's something blizzard needs to figure out how to get that right get it balanced wasn't there something similar as well i believe in myths of pandera was it on the isle of thunder they had these vaults that you would break into and you mm-hmm. had a certain amount of time where you were basically filling your bags up with a load of stuff and then there was mobs in there and i remember that feeling pretty good i don't remember doing it too much much like how i don't think i'll be doing these vaults in the forbidden reach too much i think it was fun for the first couple of times but then it it just feels very similar but there are little lore things in there there's like little books and little items you can pick up pets and i believe there might be a mount in there there's usually Mm. a mount somewhere probably so there for the for the completionist there are reasons to go back there but just as even playing somewhat casually, I'm I don't feel that enticed no. to do them after a couple of weeks, which okay, it's just a mid a middling patch, but you sort of hope that it might have been something that was worth checking out every week. But yeah, yeah I, unfortunately I, I feel much the same that I'm not going to be yeah. probably going back to it that much. I haven't really, once I got the stuff that I wanted for you know, a specific character, once I got the ring and I got the uh, uh, the gemstones that I wanted and got them upgraded, then no reason to go back. But I have gone back on all the alts um, because the ring is fairly easy to get. and uh, Well, the ring itself is easy to get, but the gemstones are a little bit more, takes a little bit more time, but it's easy to, to get. So it's an easy upgrade for just, you know, again, catch yeah. up gear so Some, something you can do in a day exactly uh, bef- before we finish up we'll we'll end on a positive mm-hmm. uh, which is the forbidden reach storyline which you are working with emberfall and abyssian through their return to the forbidden reach and we're not going to go too deep into the story and everything but basically got emberfall returning to the forbidden reach who almost had been indoctrinated under Deathwing, this military training that they're, they're trying to break away from, but it's, it's what's been installed in them. That's what's instilled inside of them. And you have Abyssian, who is a member of the Black Dragonflight, someone you might have remember from High Mountain back in Legion. And that was something very exciting at the time where we realized, oh, there's a Drac, a Drac Dragonflight Tauren and what are they doing out here in uh, in High Mountain? Anyway, this that story is is coming together now really nicely, and there is a great storyline in the Forbidden Reach that if you haven't done it, I think you absolutely have to get over there and and get caught up with that because it is it, the the story of Dragonflight so far it it's been quite tame. We had the fall of Razagath, one of the uh, the Primal Drakes. We're not too sure at this present time of recording where where that is going, but. We're seeing more 
wholesome and I think genuine character interactions so far with this expansion that it's not just ludicrously over the top but there is some thoughts and feelings behind it and particularly this interaction between Emberfall and Abyssian in the Forbidden Reach where Emberfall is basically saying to Abyssian like you were in High Mountain you were hidden away you never helped us you never helped the the, dra the black dragon flight and Abyssian is like you know what you're right like I didn't do enough and like I have regrets about that and Abyssian is sort of encouraging Emberfall to like not act on her or, or not act on their instincts of just being a vengeful killing machine because they're going to end up killing Drakfir who are their own kind but they are misguided and misled basically there's a real wholesome cinematic where where they are talking about what they're going to do next and they're going to work together and and figure it out and honestly just watching the the cinematic between those two characters at on the conclusion of this story for forbidden reach i had feels marty i had like actual like i believe this like this this isn't just some one character going haha i'm just gonna be really bad and another character going no wait it, there's just they're actually building up some character development there and it's it's making me care and i know that's things that haven't been ha happening so much in previous expansions maybe more so a previous expansion but i think it's just really good to see <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think you covered covered it it, it nicely. I, I think you're correct. I think this is one of those times where we just have to agree to agree. Um, so yeah, we, we are allowed to do that sometimes. You know, we are allowed to do that. Yeah. But we we will see where the story goes next as we bid farewell to the Forbidden Reach. I guess Marty's not going to be back doing some vaults, and we all have our <laughs> amulets, not our amulets, and we will see where the next chapter of dragonflight takes us thanks for tuning in champion did you enjoy this episode of talking wow if so why not drop a review on your podcast catcher of choice or leave us a comment you can find talking wow on twitter or youtube over at talking wow hope to see you again soon